Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Let's talk about the cycle of womanhood. Kay Wilson is a shamanic healer, podcaster, and empowerment coach. She's considered a thought leader in the field of personal power and has been featured on Married at First Sight as a couples consultant and is regularly featured media commentator and speaker on the subject of personal development. As an energy healer, she's worked across the spectrum of healthcare, from corporate clients to patients in and out of hospital, including young babies in intensive care to the elderly at home. She is passionate about the importance of energetic health and peace of mind as a pathway to enhancing both health and lifespan of her clients. Kay's work on performance and life quality specializes in helping individuals release negative patterns of self-sabotage and triggering self-destructive behaviors, which are often imprinted from childhood or passed on from generational trauma. This powerful work enables them to overcome challenging interpersonal relationships, crippling self-doubt, stress, health issues, and this can happen at any age or stage of life. I've known and worked with Kay for over five years, and in this time, consider the transformative work we've done together as essential in my arsenal of wellness tools and experts. She's quite simply extraordinary in her ability to heal what traditional medicine and therapy can sometimes bypass. In this soulful episode with one of my favorite go-to experts, I invited Kay to share her wisdom about the womanhood cycle in the context of understanding each phase in a culture that fetishizes youth. This is a new perspective on the powerful cycle of life that each woman journeys through. Just as we witness in nature, every living entity has different phases of existence. In this conversation, Kay shares a new paradigm from which to explore how women can embrace beauty and empowerment available to them in every season of their life. I'm so delighted to introduce you to my friend and mentor, Kay Wilson. Hello, friend, Kay Wilson. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. This is a a little veer to the right on the theme of the show, but a really powerful one. Um, You know, as I said in my intro, you're a shamanic healer. um, You're a a coach and you've worked with so many people, a lot of women uh, who wanted to kind of meet themselves where they were now, but also make peace with the past versions of themselves. Absolutely. Lovely to be here, Baha. Thank you so much for the invite. It's, um, yeah, I feel very privileged in my line of work because I get to work with such a broad spectrum with multi-million dollar CEOs, really strong, powerful women who, you know, own their life, so to speak. And then I've got like, single um, mothers at home just trying to make ends meet with their children etc so I get to just work with such a broad 
spectrum of reality and it just gives me a lot of insight and tools to help those people so working with women and helping them work with their energy so that they feel more fulfilled in themselves wherever they are in their lives whatever they're doing is a real privilege actually and in the context of ageless the reason I wanted to have you on the program is I've worked with you for I would say four and a half years and you know, when I first started working with you, it was an introduction um, via a friend or it was a media uh, connection and you've written for Rescue before, which um, I'll have links that people can um, check out some of the content that you've created for us before. But the lesson that you taught me very, very early on is that energy is everything. And certainly we all have an experience of, you know, how we turn up as ourselves in different aspects of ourselves so for example if you know you were going to go to a, a meeting where you needed to be in full CEO mode or in uh, it, you wanted to impress a new client the energy that you bring to that experience yeah. is just as important as the words or the presentation similarly yeah. in dating and in uh, romantic relationships the energy sets the tone for all of the things that are hidden in the you know visual communication so um and that was you know one of the things that I really learned from from you is to read the energy both of myself and as of my partner or the situations that I was going into but the yeah, thing that, that really um for me cemented the conversation was one time when we were having a session together you brought up this concept of cycles the cycle the life cycle of a woman and in the context of life cycle of a woman you talk to me about um understanding who we've been making peace with her integrating the lessons and the learnings of that chapter or that season of our lives and then through that integration and understanding and making peace with that, you can move into the next season, the next chapter, the next opportunity. And I would love for you to share this concept of the seasons and the cycles um, with us because I, I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. It would. Um, it's always a pleasure to share this with, with women, particularly because I think we can get so caught up in the various roles that we play, whether it's mother, sister, friend, and we can lose sight of ourselves in amongst that. And, and this cycle in particular, once you have an understanding of it, I think it gives you a real sense of place in your life and in yourself, which is actually very empowering. And on top of that, I think as a society, we tend to focus a lot on um, young women and youth and the benefits of of that particular part of our lives and actually when we understand this cycle we see how much power there is available to us in the later stages of our lives as well so to start off with what this is it's, it's a cycle of womanhood essentially so it's about understanding that as a woman, we go through these really potent phases in our lives and not one phase is more important than the other. And right up until we decide to move from this realm into the spirit world, we are here in a really vital role. And it's really important to understand that because I think we're like, oh, when you get old, it all just seems to kind of peter off far from it. So 
understanding firstly that it's split into kind of four distinct areas and we start off with the birth area which is essentially when we come into the world so to give this a shamanic twist if you like which might just you know do some mind bending here um it's really understanding that when you come into this experience you come in as spirit and you choose your mother and your father not because they're wonderful but actually because they both have various character traits good and bad that are going to serve your personal growth in this life and they act as a portal if you like into this world so we come into this world and we're going to do this from a woman's perspective so i'm going to focus on a girl that comes into this world and and we see this whole cycle kind of playing out on a clock face if you like and we see this kind of coming in from what we call the maiden aspect and this is when you come in at birth you've chosen your portal and you arrive in this in this life and it's called the springtime this first quarter if you like it's like the maiden period and in this period as you are with spring you're kind of you've got this freshness this optimism this zest for life and when you get to the 11, 12, 13 mark, you have what used to be called the menarch, which is your first blood. Now, this is a whole other subject, but briefly, you know, coming in and having your first blood, this used to be back in the day in indigenous communities, the sign of you moving into womanhood. And this was a really powerful transition period for young girls. You used to get taken to a red tent where all the women would gather and honor you for moving into your womanhood. So it was honored. You would then spend, as you still do these days, your teenage years doing various things with boys and with all kinds of situations where you're in essentially just finding your boundaries, discovering yourself. You're going through this learning phase. And, and this is a really important time because the mistakes that you're making, so to speak, are really informing you about the woman that you want to become. The idea being that the more mistakes you make about certain things, the clearer you get on what you no longer want to do. So as you move out of this maiden period, you get to the age of around 25, you move into what's known as the mother period. And this is from around 25 to 50. So this is known as the summer period. So as you see with summer, we have the um, everything, you know, the birds and the bees have done their thing in spring and now things are starting to come into blossom. They're coming into fruition. And as you move into that period of your life, you're, you're creating family you're giving birth and it doesn't necessarily mean to children you can be giving birth to a business you know you're giving birth to yourself to this new version of yourself and in the process again making mistakes but discovering more about yourself in the process motherhood is very much seen as an initiation period and really understanding more about who you are and actually what you're capable of you know women today manage children at home and a business often or their you know a big career or whatever it might look like as well as you know looking after the family the husband the partner whoever that might be and they're balancing a lot of things so women are really powerful and often not giving themselves the credit that's due to them rather focusing on what they feel they're getting wrong or what they feel they're lacking i'm not being a good enough mother or I'm what they feel that they've lost because 
you know, you as you earlier alluded to, there is a fetishization of youth in, in current mm. culture. And there's mm. also this mourning that, you know, if you speak to, I, I mean, I have a lot of young people that uh, have worked with me over the years. And if you speak to a 29-year-old on the cusp of their 30th birthday, you think the world is going to come to an end. A 29-year-old is mourning her youth. You speak to somebody, a man or a woman, uh, just before their 40th birthday, it's it's a big deal. You know, some mm. celebrate it in a really big way, but a lot of people mourn it. And they're like, I don't know who I'm going to be when I wake up. Going into their 50s, once again, a, a seminal shift. You know, people, uh, definitely when I speak to people in the context of ageless, I've, I've done podcasts before where I've been asked not to mention their age as, as though it's, it's a shame or they don't want to reveal it as though they're going to be judged for it. So why do you think we mourn? I'll let you get to the final cycle first, but I'd love you to also speak about why we think we we tend to mourn the transition yeah. No, it's a really good point. And actually, let's just do it now because it actually flows into the rest as well. So there's this sense of lack. There's this sense of feeling that all the good bits are early on and that the older we get, this scarcity feeling just grows and grows. I haven't done all the things I said. That's I what I was do. going to say. Is yeah. it that we've got an inventory of to-do lists that, uh, you know, mm. so say for a, uh, for a woman, um, she hasn't met the love of her life um, in a young woman. Um, you know, she didn't get into the university that she wanted to. She she is unsure about her sexuality and perhaps hasn't had enough experiences with love that she regrets. In her 40s, maybe she didn't get to have a child, so she missed her baby-making years. Or she's approaching 50 and still hasn't found her purpose. Uh, is that the lack you're talking about? 100%. And, and what you what you touched on there is what I've started calling the life marathon. Like we, we have this unspoken of societal expectation of this life marathon with all these milestones that we're expected to tick off. And if we feel like we're not ticking them, then we feel like a failure and we don't feel like we're worthy of celebration. And, and it's really interesting because, you know, I'm 42. And when people look at me, they often don't think that I'm 42. I get a lot of, oh, I thought you were younger than that. And my response to that is actually, I maintain my immaturity very well. Yeah. And I could, and even though I say it's it- It's immaturity. Jet, yeah, but this is actually the key to it because what happens is as we grow older, this story of growing up is very much aligned with this sense of seriousness and finality around things. And what happens is as we get older, we become more and more entrenched in certain ideas around who we have to be and who we have to help. And we put a lot of burdens on ourselves. And of course that takes a lot of stress and energy on our system, or it creates rather a lot of stress and energy on our system. And what's all that's actually happening is that we're creating a lot of stories that are draining our energy. And what most people don't realize, because we tend to um, associate energy with exercise, 
and the, the depletion of energy with exercise. Whereas in actual fact, and you touched on this a bit earlier, it's the way that we think that actually really affects our energy. The more we can think feeling, or sorry, think thoughts that lift us up, so to speak, that free us, that feel light to us, the more energized we feel. The negative, you might say, the minus sign, it actually depletes from us. Anything negative, negative thoughts or constrictions or self-doubt, self-sabotage, all these things that are very common in our culture, they, they deplete us, they, they reduce our energy levels and they create a lot of stress. And that of course takes its toll on your physical experience. So it's actually a very big reason why understanding this cycle is really helpful because when, <clears throat> when you recognize that every single stage of your life is just as potent and as valuable as the last one, this sense of lack starts to loosen off. And it was a perfect moment to bring that in because the next part of the cycle that you move into after motherhood is known as the Marga. <clears throat> and this is generally between the ages of 50 and 70. And this is known as the harvest period. And as you would expect with that title, it means the, um, the tools, the skills, the abilities that you have been harnessing over time are now ready to be redistributed if you like to the community this is actually your moment to shine this is when you have so much wisdom at your fingertips and you have so much to offer the people around you and you've done the hard work you've you've put others first you've gone through that motherhood initiation you've you've birthed that business you've birthed those children you may have birthed both and now you move into this precious phase of your life which in our culture is consumed with menopause okay which is rightly so but it's actually our our perception of menopause that creates a lot of the, the, one might say drama around it, okay? Because menopause is a really challenging time for a lot of women. And that can largely be because they're feeling really resentful and resistant toward the idea of getting that much older. And so there's a lot of energy in their system, which is rejecting the natural part of their cycle. And this internal conflict can create a lot of stress, a lot of illness. Women that take HRT, you know, that can be really, you know, a big toll on the body. And a lot of it is driven by this societal belief that we need to try and remain this, this maiden, if you like, which was actually the area of our lives where we were the least equipped to deal with it. So I want to um, talk about the concept of integration here. Um, mm. So, you know, we're, we're moving through these aspects of ourselves and, yeah. and yet often we're looking back on the timeline. And one of the things that we've done together, which you know, is a bit woo-woo for some, but definitely to me, it's like fast-tracking therapy by, you know, 20 sessions, is mm. you, you've um, done this work with me on timeline therapy, which is kind of like a hypnosis state, and um, you revisit uh, certain time aspects of yourself you go back to yourself so it's yeah. um the the concept is that you know it's it's led by you 
Uh, yep. You intuitively know what aspect of yourself you need to revisit. Mm -hmm. And then you speak to meet, heal uh, that aspect um, and then integrate the lessons and the learnings as mm -hmm. a way of moving forward um, with more grace, I guess, for lack Absolutely. of a better experience. Would that be correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, what you yeah, exactly that. I mean, the timeline work, I call it integration work, simply because, you know, what we're experiencing as we get older is an increased level of self sabotage, essentially. Mm -hmm. And and it comes in various forms. And a lot of it's created by judgment, judgment of ourselves, I'm not winning in this area, I'm failing there. I'm, my relationships aren't working, or my business isn't good enough, or I'm not a good enough mother. This is all judgment, which is actually fostering self-sabotage. And so the integration work that I do is actually about, yeah, listening and returning to those times in your life, listening to your body, seeing where it's holding these energetic blocks, because that's actually how they manifest physically in your being. You'll experience, you know, a sense of stress, tightness, in some cases, pain and discomfort in your body. And that's where your body's literally holding these stories on an energetic level. And yet we are able to return to those moments in your life. And it's, it's interesting that you mentioned therapy, because a lot of people have said to me, the biggest difference between this kind of spiritual healing work, if you like, and therapy, is that this isn't just a mental exercise. This, you physically feel different after this. And it's because in this semi-hypnotic state, this energetic place that we create in the session together, you're able to be basically step back into that version of yourself. And so it's like a 3D experience, if you like. It is, and it's really, it, it's quite unique. And it's mm. not unlike therapy because some therapists will mm. ask you to revisit whether it's through journaling or hypnosis or um, some kind of guided um, healing mode. And, you know, I, I definitely want to do a session with you regarding plant medicines and um, psychedelics as a mode of therapy. But let's stick to um, this integration work for now. Yes. When you do go back and, kind of, as you said, unlock you know, that block, uh, mm. it does release an enormous amount of energy. And I've definitely come out of some of these sessions and I thought, I look younger. Mm, yes, that happens a lot, actually. And it's literally because your energy in your body has changed. And it is a very visible difference. You can tangibly feel it in your system and the people around you respond to it. And I've heard that so many times and definitely it, and it, you can see it you know we were talking about a shift in energy mm. um when you lighten those burdens and and and, and those stories I guess or make peace yeah. with your past I like to call it um yeah. it it's almost like it unlocks this energy reserve in you and and so you have this abundance of kind of energy that you can put towards other things so for me the thing that it unlocked for me was more energy to mother in a different way. So mm -hmm. I turned up as a very, very different mother for Lily. I, it, mm -hmm. in, you know, instead of uh, playfulness being a chore or something I, I had to put on, it became really natural because I'd met kind of my younger self and understood what I needed in that That's moment it. by doing the integration work. And so once I met that in me, 
I was able to parent differently for Lily, which I yeah. was an unexpected gift from doing that work. Yeah, it makes a significant difference. And it's and, and what I feel is happening, the reason that we look so different, if you like, is because as we release the, the mind, actually, from these preconceived ideas of where we've got things wrong, it creates a real tangible sense of relief and ease in the body so the body softens and as it does that on an energetic level it allows more like photonic light into your system so you do actually you're able to shine brighter because your your energy has physically increased as well because that tension is no longer resisting energy it's actually allowing it so it can it does it has an extremely tangible effect on people and if we're talking about it in the concept you know in the context of agelessness you know when you have that relaxation when you have that inner peace your light does shine brighter and it, as everyone says and everyone agrees beauty is from within you know when you walk taller when you speak with more clarity when you when you soften, that is a more youthful way to approach the physical world. So, you know, in addition to the spiritual benefits, in the physical plane, you interact from a more loosened up, more youthful vibe. You do. And everyone likes it. Everyone responds to that. It's so fascinating. People, you know, people are, are drawn to light things we like light and so when people are emitting you know that increased sense of energy that increased sense of you know um lightness in themselves it's an attractive quality both men and women are drawn to it and and it feels good so everyone you know you feel good the people that come towards you feel your sense of happiness and then feel good too so it's just this resonant effect that it has on everybody around you i want to ask you about um you know the the con the cycle that you're talking about really speaks to a more modern time because it wasn't really that long ago where, you know, a 50-year-old woman now is not equal to a 50-year-old woman 30 years ago, even 20 years ago. You know, when when people kind of throw out memes like, you know, uh, 40s, the new 20, uh, 50s, the new 30, it, it really is because... Um, if you think about what was expected from a societal kind of um, perspective, and even from a physical perspective, we used to, there was always this messaging, dress your age, mutton dressed as lamb, don't yeah. wear a short skirt, cut your hair. Like, none of those rules, well, certainly in an Australian culture, none of those rules apply. And, um, you know, we you you have so many people who are, more beautiful, more youthful, more sexy, more potent in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s even than they were in their 30s um, because they decided that they wanted to, you know, live their their light. What, what would you ha have to say from an energetic and a shamanic point of view about do you think that that kind of um, external expression Mm -hmm. is a resistance to the cycle that you're in or do you feel that the rules no longer apply therefore you can look be act whatever way you want at no matter which phase of the season or the cycle you're in 
I think that when you're fully embodying the true cycle of womanhood, you look youthful right up until your last day. And I think you seek out the most enjoyable pathway of life because you feel at peace with wherever you're at, whatever, wherever you find yourself on the timeline. It's actually only when we're trying to resist our natural cycle that we create the stress, we create that suppression. You know, growing up is something that we want to do from a gaining wisdom perspective. We want to um, allow ourselves to mature in terms of our you know, our gathering of knowledge and experience. And most important, all the things you mentioned there about older women doing whatever the heck they wanted, those things are inspiring and empowering because they're coming from a sense of self-belief. And that is the key to all of it. You can see someone who's not spent much time worrying about what they look like in some degree, but if they back themselves 100%, they look powerful, they look youthful, they look all of the things, and that's coming from in here. So confidence. And the twinkle in the eye that you see in some really amazing things. older women, like, you know, you can literally see it. You can, um, you can see it if you go, I always say Europe is such a different approach to aging and you know if you go to a nightclub in Saint Tropez mm -hmm. you will be out with people from 16 to mm -hmm. 80 and they yeah. will all be doing the same things and yet in a lot of Anglo cultures the nightclubs the sexy restaurants the festivals are only for young people whereas yeah. if you travel to Europe you will see that at the same table on you know also dancing on the table will be yes. multi-generations and yes. there doesn't seem to be this friction and this lack of comfort with being older and this you know I hear this all the time where can you go that's sophisticated and sexy and fun when you're older mm -hmm. that there doesn't seem to be well I love that you're hearing that all the time because it means that there's a growing call for that and I think judgment is the thing that has stopped that up till now. And I think the proliferation of social media is the thing that has actually started to give women around the world permission to follow those people that are in Saint-Tropez or, you know, wherever the influence is coming from, you know, every other women, we are now giving ourselves permission to wear what we want, be what we want, show up whatever in whatever way we want, at whatever age we're at and honor the way that we feel. And that's where the power comes from. So bringing it together from a perspective of the battle that you might be having, I guess, you know, a lot of the content that I produce, uh, I don't want to be called a hypocrite because I'm talking a lot about what you can do to, from a physical point of view and an external perspective, turn yeah. back the hands of time and uh, make yeah. yourself look younger or feel younger. Right. What do you suggest from an energetic, from a shamanic point of view? What are some tools that we can use to accept the physicality of aging without yeah. losing that light and that youthful energy and that reserve that gives us the twinkle in the eye, that gives us the spring in our step, that extends the years that we feel sexy and vital and useful? Yeah, I mean... I am sure in all the work that you've done that self-care has been the leading theme around it. Yeah. And, and to be honest, that is the theme. And so 
it doesn't it, it really doesn't matter what you decide to do with your body okay what if you decide to have things changed or upgraded or you know whatever your choices are whatever makeup you want to apply whatever you want to do with you this amazing machine that you have at your disposal this beautiful vessel that you chose to keep your soul in for this life that's on you. That's entirely your gift to yourself. So this is, it all comes down to the same place. The only question is, are you going to allow the judgment of others to influence what you choose to do with this beautiful body? Or is it just going to come from here? That is actually all that matters. What you decide to do with yourself is sovereign and completely up to you it's whether or not it's decided by the society around you or it's your personal choice that is all that matters from an energetic perspective so to finish it off because i know we're going to run out of time what is the last phase or cycle so the last phase is 70 to 100 plus essentially and that is the crone cycle so this is no one likes that word yeah, well, I mean, that's, a, that's another judgment situation. <laughs> so, so this is the winter period. Okay. So this is when, you know, as we do in winter, we all retreat, right? We go, we spend more time indoors with our family, with the people we care about. So, you know, you've had this beautiful, full life, you know, and this is the important thing. If you're spending a lot of time trying to look like your maiden years, the chances are you're not living your life to the fullest. And that's when the crone period is going to be full of regret. So what we really want to focus on is making the most of every day and actually putting ourselves first. That's the big, big ticket for women. We tend to enslave ourselves very easily. And that is where a lot of our energy, our vitality, our beauty, everything goes. And actually reclaiming ourselves, reclaiming our power is very important so that when we get to that crone area, when we get to that crone period, we can really relish taking the break <laughs> and, you know, seeing, looking back on this beautiful full life and really honoring the fact that we've done this well. And also doing things, I know plenty of 70 ish women out there doing salsa and you know all kinds of weird taking and wonderful a young things. lover going abroad yes, absolutely my mum was telling me about her friend last night and her new boyfriend and their blossoming sex life I mean there does not have to be any breaks you know if anything the stress is off you're not worried about money so much you got not time. worried about getting pregnant <laughs> certainly not right so as with every single day of your life it's up to you how you choose to spend it my invitation is to have as much fun and vitality infused time as you can well that was such a great starter conversation i am we have to do more on this because I think that it's such a gift to self to understand where you're at and 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 to be honest with yourself about you know what judgments you hold and where the judgments came from. I definitely, you know, I'm one of those people that when I'm sitting around with a group of friends, um, guys or girls, and they say something about, oh, I'm so old or we're too old, I go, stop. Your body's always listening. I'm not too old. I there feel amazing. And in fact, I definitely got a second kick of life in my 40s. Mm. And 
I genuinely believe that the best is yet to come. I feel the best I've ever felt. I think I look the best I've ever looked. And that's an inside job. That's not necessarily the physicality. Um, but I think that that's a conversation that I'd really love to keep exploring with you um, mm. as we have those other conversations uh, about ageless is, you know, what's the conversation with yourself? How do you feel about yourself? Um, what do you want to heal? And what do you want to move towards? And I just couldn't think of a better guide on that journey than you. I love speaking to you. Um, you are, you know, definitely part of my secret artillery of uh, experts and soothsayers. And, and I have so much to thank you for. I've learned so much about myself in working with you. It's been an honor. Thank you so much, Baha. And I couldn't agree more. The conversation on the inside is the only one that matters. Okay. Well, we'll see you again. Thank you so Absolutely. much. My pleasure. Thank you. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that.